Hey, this is Glenn Rogers, guitarist of Primal, Deliverance, and former member of Inheritic, and you're experiencing Poppet's Corner. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Poppet's Corner. I'm thoroughly excited to be tackling this topic today. I've kind of always wanted to, to do this, and I have the best of the best with me here to uh, help uh, inform me a little bit more on, on this specific topic. But I'd like to please welcome Mr. Shannon Fry and, of course, the great Matt Hartnett of Aftershocks uh, TV. Guys, how you doing? Thanks again for coming on and hanging. Yeah, good, good. Good to have Matt. Yeah, great Hell to see yeah. you guys again. Yeah. Thanks for inviting me on. Absolutely. Now, what kind of sparked this whole topic was just me kind of scrolling through some comments of... Because uh, Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne has retired, essentially, from touring. And I, I kept seeing a lot of, like, comments that you know from people that were kind of bummed. And I started to ask myself... I'm like, why, why, as fans, do we want to or like seeing our heroes die on stage? Like, that we don't like seeing our heroes retire at all, and it's only for some reason in metal, and I don't, I don't understand why. Because I don't want to see a, a 74 year old Ozzy Osbourne. Like, I'm happy he's retiring, but I kept seeing comments of just people being bummed. So I want to kind of go around the table here and just get your guys' thoughts on this. Maybe we can branch into other. Different types of territories. Well, I guess I'll start off. I don't like seeing it. I don't like it when they're that old. Sure, it's cool that they're still doing it to a point because that's what they've done for so long. But at the same time, Ozzy to me hasn't been very good in 20 years. So he should have retired. When the No More Tours tour happened in 92, he should have stopped then. But, you know, things happen and he, he came back. But Kiss is another band. They're, they're on their third farewell tour now. And, like, is how long is that going to go? And Paul Stanley can't sing no more. Gene Simmons can't really sing much anymore. It's it's bad, but, you know, I, I don't understand why people want to keep seeing them. I don't understand that, but that's my opinion. Yeah, I, 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 I'm like you guys. I, I Yeah, I, once I think, you know, guy bands, you know, guys hit around their mid-60s and get close to 70, it's to me, it's like, yeah, I mean, it's time to kind of, you know, get ready to wrap it up. I will say though, I mean, it's not just metal. I mean, classic rock. Obviously, you still see the Who, you still see the Stones. Those guys are still out there. Paul McCartney's still playing. Um, some guys, you know, I, I can do it at at a, at a high level, still at, a, at you know at, a, at an older age. But in terms of metal, yeah, you know, because of the extremity of the music, and in terms, you know, just because it's a, a you know faster and tougher, you know, pretty not to say tougher, but it's faster at least to play. Uh, with a lot of the old metal bands, um, yeah, I think when you get to a certain age, I'm like you guys, I don't want to see it. But I, I think with someone like Ozzy, I think it's a little different too because he, he obviously he's got such an iconic voice. Who I mean, he's been able to at least you know he's not Don Dokken at least out there, you know, where you, you really I mean he sounds like utter shit. But Yes, he definitely doesn't sound like the the Ozzy that that we all remember and love, you know, from all those years going back 40, 50 years now. But I think with him it's it's a different thing because it's sort of I mean, right? I mean Sabbath is where it all started with Ozzy. And so for him, I think to retire it, it gives it a little extra kind of, you know, people a little bit more um upset about or disappointed that he's retiring. My main question is why when we see pe so many people, like you said, that just want to see their heroes, musical heroes, just play until, like you said, the day they drop dead. I, I think a lot of it, there's a couple of reasons for that. I think one of the reasons, obviously, is nostalgia, right? People look at music as it's a timeline of their life, right? It reminds them of points in their life. And so 
I think when people get older, you know, they stop looking for new things. You know, I mean, we're, we're kind of different, I think, when it comes to music. Like we, we all, you know, no matter how old we are, we're always going to love looking for new bands of music. And those, you know, that's just how we are. But majority of music fans, right, I would say a good 80 to 90% easily just aren't like us. They're not really into the weeds of things. They're not so um, geeked out about all this stuff. You know, to them, it's just, it's entertainment. You know, so to them, it's like, okay, I, I like to work and I want to go see, you know, Metallica or I want to see Ozzy, see Ozfest or whatever it is. You don't want to see, they, they want to know that that's coming all the time and that they have that to go and watch. I mean, it's sort of like people, for instance, if you if you want to look at like movies, okay? So look at music to compare to movies. It's like Star Wars. All right, there hasn't been a good Star Wars in how long? Yet they keep pumping them out. People keep getting all, you know, geeked up and jumped up to go celebrate and go see the new star Wars. And they keep coming up with all these different, you know, parties or whatever it is. It's just, people are nostalgic in general and they're force fed music. And so they don't know anything new and they don't go looking for anything new. So they only, you know, know whatever's out there. And obviously Ozzy has been on the radio. Um, he's been everywhere really for how long. So he's just a, such, such a household name. And obviously being a, such a legit voice for metal to, to in the beginning, I think that's just one of the reasons why maybe he's being mourned a little more than uh, you know some others might have might be if they're in their mid seventies. But yeah, I, I'm with you guys though. Yeah, I think it's you know seventy four is is way too old anyway, in my opinion. But well, okay, I gotta I gotta kind of challenge you on this point here because you're talking about a brand. So okay, if we're gonna do band versus brand, we can do that. Uh, I I think what you need to add in some context where they get the same actors in Star Wars to play the same characters in every movie. That would make more. That would make sense to your your point. That's what I'm saying. Like it's the same. Like I don't want to see a fucking eighty year old Harrison Ford playing Han Solo. I just don't. I, I just it doesn't do anything for me. And I don't want to see a seventy four year old Ozzy Osbourne try and slug it out. Just like I don't want to see a fucking fat Vince Neil on the the third fucking uh, farewell tour singing every third word. I just don't, I don't care enough about it. I don't want to see Joe Elliott struggle. I don't want to see fucking Don Dawkins struggle. I just, you know. That's you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 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 (laughs) But what I'm trying to say is the majority of people do, you know, unfortunately. That's weird. That's weird. Well, I I think what it is, it's just like I'm saying, you know, we're also living in a day, a time of nostalgia where old music is more popular than new music. So really, old music and old forms of entertainment in general are the big thing now. You know, there's that the older people can't relate to what's going on that's new. So the one who can relate that to, to you know to new things are the young generation. You know, of music fans. You know, young generation music fans. Yeah, they're not going to go out and buy you know and uh, you know, like Metallica and pay two or three hundred bucks for a show a ticket, right? Um, but then that's what's happening. A lot of these bands or these whatever they're not they're not anymore even marketing or, or to to younger audiences because they know where the money's at and that's what the older, older audience they're going to pay that money you know there's not a lot of money especially with entertainment especially music obviously with with younger audiences you know because they're they're, they're not going to go out and buy the cds and the vinyls and the shirts where the older crowd will and that's why nostalgia now is king because th- that's where they're going to market to they're going to market to the old crowd that can actually that has the money to spend and so and I was just using obviously Star Wars. It's just sort of a comparison where just people, after a certain age, they just stop. Lo- they stop looking for new things because they start thinking, "I this is the twilight of my year." They start thinking about their past, and they start, you know, they just kind of stop. You know what I mean? Unfortunately, and and of course, like we're not like that, but that's a good eighty ninety percent of people I think you run into, especially when it comes to music. There's there's not people who are many people like us who just kind of keep hearing new 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 stuff all the time. It just doesn't. Well, we're, we're the oddballs. <laughs> Well, the thing is, not saying that the Star Wars reference is bad. I'm just saying let's let's use the same actors, not not the not it as a brand. I'm talking about like the same actors. Like, do you really want to see uh, uh, Mark Hamill play Luke Skywalker until the day he dies? Because I don't. You know, you know some people probably I, do. <laughs> people, but here's <laughs> the thing: what they're doing is is they're rebranding that to a new audience and having younger actors play. That's oh yeah, because it, it continues the story. I get that. What I don't so get don't are, you are, think that will happen with don't you think that that the next yes. logical step then would be tribute acts and impersonations? Yeah, with a good name. Yeah, I could yeah. see it. 
Well, the thing well, is, is the, okay. Yeah. The, sorry, but to, to go off of everybody's point here is, is you know, Hollywood pu- and music in general pushes for the older audience only. Like they don't invest in new artists, and the and what you're seeing is the downfall of the music industry, primarily because of that, because they're not investing in the next generation that's going to carry on the torch. They're investing in in the short term gain, which is like the hits today, it, it, you know, and it, they're gone tomorrow kind of thing. The new artists that if you don't have a hit, you're fucked in the first time around. Uh, when before they would invest some money into a new artist, and and they would have four or five albums before that hit, you know, what they did in like the '70s and '80s, and and it's the complete opposite now. And what you're seeing is is the result of that, in my opinion, is just the downfall of the music industry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've done it to themselves. Well, what you're seeing is 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 an industry that's been running on a broken model for the last two decades, is what you're seeing. And what happens is, yes, they they're gonna they're not gonna risk spending money into new music and new bands because they know how much money that that is. They they you know it's not the '80s or '90s where there's just so much money in the in the industry and they're making twenty dollars a CD and they just have all this money to throw around. So obviously, we, 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 you know, we've I know we've we've I think we had a, an episode we did on this one time, but you know, obviously, because it's on a broken model, okay. Well, what's going to happen then? They're using the same model. Well, where's the money going to come from? Because it's obviously not as lucrative as it once was. Well, they're going to keep making the money, as we all know. They just take, keep taking away from the artists, or or they stop doing what they've been doing the last two decades, which is there's no more artist development. And so all they're doing now is they're going, okay. Well, we've got all these. We've got forty years here of rock and metal history. And we've got so many of these bands that are still going. We'll just, like you said, rebrand them, remarket them, and put them, and just keep put, throwing them back out there. They're familiar. They're not going to cause just as much risk involved. They they know their audience. They know they've got an audience, right? So they're and, and, and you know it is these days. If you if you're going to get signed, you you already have to have your own audience to even be considered to be signed. You know they're not going to develop talent as we've been saying. So that is the downfall of the music business. It's just it's been running on a broken model for 20 years with the three or four guys who run the whole business, you know, globally, who have no intentions to change that because they'll know they'll be dead and gone by the time, you know, their their whatever runs out. They've got enough artists. They've still got a Metallica. And now, you know, obviously, whatever they're going to come up with next, that'll carry on at least for 10 more years. They'll get the Foo Fighters next. So whoever it is next, they'll just keep riding that train. Until they're gone, they're not worried about replenishing and and you know a, a music scene or anything like that. They just care about one thing, and that's the bottom line. You know their money, and, and like I said, on a on a broken business model. So, and one day that money is going to be uh, dead and gone. By the way, it's going to be it's like there's going to be a certain point when all of our artists are dead and gone, and then what's going to happen? You're going to have two options: AI or 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 you're gonna have have sons or 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 whatever it is the next generation of those people in this. I mean, I I feel that that could potentially happen. You're gonna have like, you know, James Hetfield's son playing James Hetfield in Metallica and and keeping that brand alive. You know, I I just don't see, I don't see it like, I I don't see a point. I guess. Where new bands are going to reign supreme again? I just don't see that at this point, and so it's kind of a, a bummer thing because you only have certain people that are like promoting new bands, even like us. That you know, again, is probably the reason why that we're in the predicament that we're in. So, what do you guys think is going to happen in the next ten years? Because the average of age of Metallica is sixty. It's not 50, it's not 40, it's 60. And so they're not going to be playing thrash metal in their 70s. I just don't see well, that they, happening. They don't play thrash metal now. Or fucking retarded. <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I think what, what you're saying, that, that, that chance of the new generation won't happen in my lifetime at all. I can say that right now. But I can see how... For example, I've heard this talked about. I don't know how how true it is, but you know how rumors are that Kiss is going to choose different mm-hmm. members to play their character to continue on the legacy of Kiss. I can see that happening as well as 
these tribute bands becoming some like look at the Iron Maidens. Like as soon as Iron Maiden's gone, the Iron Maidens are the fucking next thing, right? That's how I see it. The next, when Judas Priest is gone, there'll be some band that takes Judas Priest's torch, whether they choose those members or not, possibly another tribute band, which I haven't seen any good ones yet, but possibly a good Judas Priest tribute band to keep carrying on the legacy the problem is there'll be no new albums from those bands. It's up to this generation that's happening right now, right, from this day and age to keep carrying the torch, but whether or not people buy it, that's a different story. That's, I don't know, that's where I'm at, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're right. I mean, yeah, like you said, I, I remember hearing about that too with Kiss, you know, wanting to continue uh, with no original band members, and those guys are dead, you know. And and you're right. I mean, I could see you're right. I could see uh, yeah, Headfield's son taking over for Headfield and and you know being the lead singer of Metallica or whatever, whatever, whatever it may be. Because I think we got to we got to remember too. I mean, we're just it's never going to go back, you know. I mean, it took me a while to get to this, you know. Uh, to admit it but it's never going to go back to what where it once was and there's so many reasons because of it not you know obviously just because the way music's consumed too is just so different but also you know metal's not it's not new anymore right so it, it's now old you know and now of course you know, rap and hip-hop are old and it's as big as ever well that's because the business they 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 know they can control those people they're not bands they're solo artists they're individuals so they're easier to control and and they you know they could just keep repackaging all that junk. It's easy to make. It's cheap to make, and they, they that's why they they stick with it with that. And I hate to say, it, but a lot you know, and a lot you get these young kids that really are very educated, and and they're easy just to control. So it's it, they will they'll keep with that formula as long as people are still consuming and buying that music. But with rock and metal, like I said, it's it's not you know if you look at uh, look at classical music or jazz or. You know all the older music that was so you know popular had had its heyday for a good twenty years plus or so forth. You know, I mean, I look at metal and I think that's what it is. It just it had its good run in you know in, in the eighties and the nineties, part of the nineties, a little bit of it. You know, and then the two thousands it kind of came back to had its 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 time. It's always going to be there. You know, obviously there's always going to be rock and metal, but yeah, it's never going to be what it once was. You know, and to be honest with you, I like that. I don't want it to be mainstream. I mean, it was to me, metal was never really supposed to be mainstream. You know, I used to hate when it was like, you know, Metallica, oh, we're ambassadors, we're, 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 you know, for metal, we're bringing it to the world. Uh, we don't need that. You know, I don't want metal all over the place. It's supposed to be the antithesis of mainstream. And yet here it is. They want to make it mainstream. And, and I don't. So I, I'm glad in a lot of ways that it is the way it is right now. It's fan driven. It's going back to the underground and to the clubs where it belongs. And so to me. You know, if people want to sit there and pay $500 for nosebleed seats to see a hologram, freaking Metallica or whoever it is, Dio or whatever, you know, be my right. guest. Go ahead and waste your money on that crap. I'll be sitting watching that new band that not many people have heard of that's only 50 to 100 people in that club. That's where I'll be. And, you know, that's where I'll be happy. And so I, I just look at his dad as like, you know what? I think we we as metal fans, I think, yeah, we, we kind of want or we hope that it'll it'll have this resurgence that it want, you know, to the point where it once was, you know, 20 plus years ago but the reality is it's, it's probably not going to be and not least here in the u.s I, I don't see it happening because of you know it's not radio friendly it's not kids don't want to pick up instruments and and learn it it's just easy to get on a you know a turntable and and be a quote-unquote rock star that way instead of learning an instrument so that's my take on that i think we're all like too stubborn to to see our heroes go i think that's the main my main answer for uh, for why we want to see him die on stage. We just we have an infatuation with wanting to see our heroes just play until they die, till they keel over. And I think it's because we don't want to give them up. But at some point, it, you know, the hardest part is letting go. It is. It, it really is. And well, it's the artist I, himself, right? That don't, that don't want to let go. <laughs> I mean, I, I think we're, we're just pull. Of course, if you got an artist and, and you love them, if they keep going, you want to pull for them. Of course, it's really them. <laughs> That don't want to let it go, and I understand that it's their passion, something they've done their whole lives. It's music, and they, you know, it's it's understandable. But I, you know, I, I think there is a time, yes, when when if if they're not performing, 
like and I, I'm using him again, like a Don Doc. I mean, you just you, you cannot perform and ruin your legacy like that up there. Even if you're getting paid for it, you know, people are still willing to pay for it, too. That's the thing. People are willing to go see, even though they know it's going to be shit. They're paying for nostalgia because to them, it's just like they're just a they're afraid that, yes, this is might be the last time I could see my hero. So I got to go see it. And then even though they keep coming around, they still think, well, this might be it. And so that's another reason why they, they, they keep paying to see them all the time, because they might they keep thinking it's the last time. But as we know, it's it, it seems to be. The, the good ones always seem to, to retire and the bad ones seem to hang around, you know, as it seems like to me. <laughs> well, so do you, do you think people still pay for that to kind of want to get a, a, a second wave of what they felt like when they saw that artist 40 years ago? Is that, yeah. is that like nostalgia? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. It's another way of saying nostalgia. I, yeah. Okay. So then, so then it becomes what's next. So let's say metal is now in the underground only. What's next? It stays there. Okay. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. Great. So okay. So let's. Uh, I'm gonna compare. Uh, this is a, a fine comparison. I'm gonna compare metal to jazz then, right? Because jazz at one point was like the king uh, of music. I mean, literally every music was jazz. Uh, Christmas songs, anything from the 50s and 40s, big band stuff. It, it reached a certain point until like the, I'm going to say the 60s. I think that was like the last time maybe that jazz was like super popular and then became prog and, and raw and just came, be, came from, from that whole thing. So that went back into the underground and now it's just, you know, if you like jazz, you're into it. If you're into metal, you're into it. And then it, there's no room to grow from there that's my my kind of uh, i'm kind of nervous for that like so we're not going to be able to grow the genre and push it forward it's just going to be this once great thing and now it's just uh, you know for the the hardcore fans that that are just into it and that's it there's it's not going to grow past that i think that's where it's headed I and so it'll die on headed. the vine it'll just yeah. die yeah. Yeah. And it sucks to say because it's man. the same thing with okay, look, let's get, go back even further. Well, not quite further, but the doo-wop aspect of, of music. That was six, seven years gone. Right? Mm -hmm. Uh well, it kind of made this resurgence in the early nineties, kinda with boys to men and that kind of crap. But the jazz thing, yeah. It, it went to a certain point, gone, right? But mm -hmm. it all stayed to this niche movement, this niche crowd. And I think that's what's going to happen. And plus, look at metal right now, okay? There's the most saturated genre I think there is in the world because not only are people recording by themselves at home with a guitar program drums and hire somebody to do the vocals done there you are well now there's so many bands like this it's also preventing it from having that next bigger band right there's that too mm -hmm. yeah you're right there's like there's a huge influx of these one and two men women bands um, which like you said, I mean, and, and I, I'm just not a, you know, I mean, I'm just not a huge fan of that. I, I just, you know, it's because like you said, you, you can't, you can't, and I've seen some of the bands try to do it live and you, it's just, it doesn't, you know, work with two people up there on stage with metal and, and hard rock and metal. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree with Shannon hundred percent. I, I think it's just going to be what, yeah, exactly. It's just going to be a niche thing. You know, like it started out as like most. I mean, you should think about it, most genres just start out that way, or did start out that way. And you know, back then when labels had the money and they were looking to to find the new thing, yeah, they throw money at all these different things just to see what was going to happen. They see what was you know taken hold with a lot of the youth, and that's where their money would go into. And then, like I said, they never knew what they were doing. They would just throw money, especially like in the '90s. You look at it like Seattle and stuff, right? Well, Sub Pop just basically discovered all their bands for them, you know, out of Seattle. 
you know, it wasn't like they went in there and they did all the grunt work. So they just found out a long time, just throw money at shit and we'll, we'll, we'll get it. You know, but obviously it doesn't, they can't do that anymore. And so exactly. So because of that, yes, it's going to go right back to the underground. And just like you said, jazz did just like classical music, just like every, like you said, big band, all those big genres back in the day, ragtime, all those sounds all had their, their time and place. But of course, when, you know, and it was, of course, bands still playing it. I mean, who knows? We might be, you know, 20 years from now. We might, yeah, it might be like, a, like you said, like a polka, doo-wop, one of those kind of things where there's hardly nobody, you know, listening to it. I mean, I hope not. You know, I don't think so. I think rock in general is going to be, you know, always there. You know, I think it's it's passionate enough, you know, rock and metal for fans to keep it going. But um, once again, with people, with kids not picking up instruments still. You know, that's a big thing. You know, for years, people, kids picked up instruments left and right. It didn't matter if they got into rock, metal, jazz, whatever it may be. They at least got into some sort of music that they can play, funk, soul, all that stuff. All those genres, too, down the drain. Everything is just electronic. And like you said, they're making music from the bedroom. And, and, and they're, they're, I mean, look at, look at you know, what last year or whatever, a couple of years ago, the top, you know, it was like the number one hit of all time selling hit, that little Nas X dude and that song. And that guy just made it. It was a, it was a SoundCloud beat, mm-hmm. you know. He bought it for fifteen bucks, you know. So it's like it's like you said, music's just so devalued, you know. It's you know, so yes, it's just going to be niche, you know. And like I said, I'm I'm fine with that. I, I'm I'm. It's not going to be lucrative. I don't think a lot of bands are going to be able to, to you know obviously make a great living doing it. But at least it's it's honest and it's done for the love of it. You, you know, maybe the quality's not going to be as once as it once was because you don't have that artist development money coming in and, and people have to work and you're not going to be able to put, you know, as much time in, in, into, you know, the artistry and craft, but you know, I think it's going to be as fans. I think it's going to be good for us. I think we're going to like it being back in those clubs with, with just the 50 to hundred people and, you know, the, the three, you know, band show. And uh, you know, the, that that's just to me also the, the most fun. I'm sure you guys, you know, I'm sure the most fun you've had at shows too, are those kind of shows, not the big arenas and stadiums, obviously too. Well, and to to go off of this point too, you know, if you're a band just doing it for the the love of it, you're not really owned, which is a great thing. So I do I do agree with with Matt's point on you know it, maybe it is a good thing that that it goes to you know back to that specific level because you know at a certain point we got to all admit this too, man. When in the eighties and 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 nineties and whatnot, when when labels were throwing money around at bands, you know those bands were owned. You know, they got told what to play, how to write their songs. So I don't think it was, I think, you know, people could probably see through the phoniness, you know, hiring Desmond Child to write your song for you. That that had happened a lot, right? So, and maybe it maybe it needs to get, di- you know, dialed back again to the purest form, which is get back to writing great songs again. And, and... I, if that's the case, I, I'm all on board with that because I do think you have so many fucking bands that don't know how to write great songs, and that's that's killing the genre too. You're just muddying up the waters for actual bands who can write great songs and and have yet to be discovered. Yeah, it's a good yeah. point. Yeah, but you know, and I think it's just going to come down to the bands themselves have to. It's going to be that whole DIY thing again. You know, they're just going to have to really plug away super hard you know harder than ever obviously because of the saturated market because uh, people's attention spans go from you know there's so much music out there to consume that you know how many times do people now listen to a new album listen to it more than a few times because then all of a sudden it's like oh wait this band's got a new album coming out oh yeah that's right go over here and you just keep going down the line and you know i guess it kind of the days when when you spent that 18 to 20 dollars on a cd you knew all right i'm playing the shit out of this thing because i just spent that money and even if it's not great on that first spin, I'm going to spin it a bunch of times to at least get a few songs out of that that I'm, I'm going to at least try to really like, you know? I mean, you'd give albums like three, four, or five chances, you know, back then. Now you give it one spin. Most people don't even give it a second spin if they didn't really, you know, if they didn't catch on really quick you know, when they first heard it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the listening experience is just so different, you know, on top of that, too. It's just, it, everything's just night and day, you know, from what it once was. And I think it's just... You know, I, I've come to at least finally, finally accept that, okay, it's not going back to the way it once was. And let's embrace the new way it is now and just work with it and, you know, just at least keep this thing going. And no matter how big or small it is, at least to keep it going. 
Now, how does this affect music journalism going forward? Because without, you know, new bands and, and new whatever, how does this affect, you know, people like us covering and, and discovering new bands for people and being the filter? How, how, how does it affect that? I don't know. Well, I mean, I, you know, it's kind of like, I mean, I know he's what I'm saying this because, you know, interviewing Slagle and, and doing the Bob's now Bandian tribute, you know, I'm talking to a lot of these guys from back, you know, from back then, you know, it's going to go back to, I think those, the way it once was when, when there was those fanzines, obviously it's not going to be fanzines, but it's going to be online, you know, blogs sort of the way it is now, you know, um, and I think for most, I mean, the thing what's different too, and you know, when I was talking to, to Slag, we I was telling him, I was I kind of brought up a question similar to this and like, you know, comparing sort of what, what their, their time in the early eighties there to what's happening now. And, you know, and he, I mean, he, he says everything's great. I mean, I mean, I guess he, you know, he probably has to say that, but at the same time, I think he, he might be honest. I mean, he would know better than anyone. I mean, he says that there's extreme, you know, um, you know, uh, enthusiasm and a lot of support with the younger bands and, and scenes. Now, like I said, I, I'm not really too tied into a lot of these scenes with kids in their twenties and so forth, but he says it's, it's really solid, but I, but just listen to him. And, and when I was talking about the old days, you know, I, I think it's just going to go back to, to sort of that kind of way where it's just, it's all fan driven. And that's where it's got to be. That's think of it. That's where a lot of these, I mean, a, a genre like that, the, you know, the early thrash and early L.A., you know, metal, 80s metal, that was all done because, it, remember, it was just a bunch of kids with a passion for it. They drove that scene to where the majors had to, they had no choice but to take notice, you know, and then start signing the bands because it was all just for the love of the music. Like I was asking them, I was saying, you know, you guys, as you saw it, Tad, and we went to Bob's Tribute. I mean, it's such a camaraderie with a lot of those guys. You normally in a music business, you see this, you don't see that kind of camaraderie because it's so cutthroat and everyone's just competing with each other. But with those guys, they're so tight knit. And then it was, and DJ Will was saying, he was saying, it's because none of those bands had any mainstream appeal at the time. So it was just young kids wanting to see their favorite bands do well and succeed, just like we all wanted to when we were kids when we found those few bands, when we first, you know, got into underground metal and we go see them at the clubs, right? You just, every time they get a little bit bigger or they got signed by a label, oh, great. And we got picked up by a major eventually, some of them. I mean, you, you, you were rooting them on, you were championing them, you know? And I think it's just got to go back to really basic stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just for the, the love of the music itself, you know, but, but will it go back to that? I mean, once again, it's, it's anyone's guess, but in terms of journalism, yeah, I think that's where it's got to go, though. I think it's just got to be, it's what is happening now, right? You've got video casts, you've got blogs, you've got podcasts. There's no, there's just no centralized like hub anymore. You know, there's no MTV for everyone to go and figure out ooh, who's the new best, you know, hair metal band that's coming out on the Sunset Strip. There's no Headbangers Ball to find out who's the next, you know, big thrash band's coming out, right? There's so many of these little factions everywhere, and you know. I mean, you know, you have like those different factions of fans. You got the the radio fans, the serious and fans, and then you got fans like us who don't need any of that shit, and we just search on our own. So I think for journalism, you know, it's 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 a good question. Who knows? But you know, journalism is like we've been talking about hasn't been so great for a while anyway. So you know, <laughs> so okay, so going off of this point too, how does it affect the clubs putting these on? You know, these events on if it's going to go back to the underground. That means and, and there's not. A, that means that clubs are gonna have to start doing the all ages thing again. They're gonna have to start, you know, that uh, or again, be, you know, due to politics and the liability aspect. I don't see that becoming a thing. You know, there's only like a certain level uh, where you can have an all ages venue. You can't have these like dirty killer clubs like Fenders back in the day anymore. I, I just don't see that happening. So how does the genre grow and 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 as far as the venues go? Well, I think I could be wrong, but I think that only the certain states have that over 21 age limit thing. I think other cities, other states are more open to that. I don't know. I haven't been out in a long time, so I don't know. But here in Vegas, that ain't ever going to fucking happen. 
because this is a gambling city and and every bar has machines in the bar uh, sections at you know gambling 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 this that's vegas they, they ain't gonna change here and when when clubs do pop up like that they don't last long they'll be open they'll what a year year and a half two years maybe tops but the other thing is all these um these other offshoots of this of metal that i ain't going to call metal but metal core right to me that's not metal but all these kids gather together in these bands that they're ha who knows if they're even good but they saturate that club so no one else can get in those clubs and then they fuck it up and then it closes well now what are you gonna do right all these other kids they want to see so-and-so band from that city actually play to them but there ain't no way that's happening because they they of themselves saturate with their scene being as saturated it is saturating those those venues Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's um. You're right. That that, that is a concern. The venues, you know. I mean, but, but you know, but they they've always really. Uh, that's kind of been normal for them to. I just think they they're probably not opening and lasting as long as they once did. Um. But I think there's a conscious effort. I think there's a conscious effort. I mean, I think the difference is, you know, uh, you know, now. I mean, depends on obviously what state you live in. Well, I'll just, you know, obviously. Use the state I'm in here, California. Yeah, they don't want to see these venues open up for these for these young kids playing music. Obviously, they don't want to see that. The governments, the local politicians, would love to squash that as fast as they can. Um, which is, yeah, you you don't see. I mean, it, it's it's the typical places that are open. And you know, if you got to go into San Francisco, which is a bitch to get into, it's expensive to get into there. You know, you I mean, to park, it's tough. Everyone's cars getting broken into. You know, no one's going to go there and, and, and see see shows anymore. I mean, I, I haven't gotten as many as I used to because of that. Um, but, you know, th that, yeah, the live thing, man, that's that's a great question because I really, I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's you just got to hope that there's enough promoters out there. There's enough. I, I, what I think it is, is the, the young kids, like like, when I, like I said, once again, I'll go back to Bob and those guys. Those guys were in their teens, putting out fanzines and, and, and putting on shows in their teens, you know, at bars and clubs. Um, now, of course, like, you know, now you probably can't do that. Obviously it's not the eighties and the seventies, but you know, kids in their young twenties can still do that, but they didn't have the drive to do it. I don't, that was my main thing is I don't see these kids in their late teens and early twenties driving the scene, starting labels like they used to. I mean, those, you know, back then when those beige labels were discovering, you know, whether it was grunge and, and all those, you know, things, however it was, whatever the big movement was at the time, it was all run by young kids. You know, it wasn't run by adults and, and dudes in their 40s and 50s. They weren't running it, but they seem to be the only ones that are kind of, I mean, they're hanging around now and they're still running a lot of the stuff. So it is up to the, the youth to go, you know what, enough with this old man shit. We want to do our own thing here. And, you know, either old people either get on board with us or fuck you. You know, I mean, we're going to do our own thing. They, they need to have more of that. It's just everything's just too safe. You know, that's just, they, I mean, I'm hoping that changes with a lot of young kids, but they're just, they play too close to the vest. They don't want to take chances. They're afraid to piss people off. Where that's how that scene, the metal scene got huge is just by doing that. And yes, they had to go from club to club and venue to venue. And get kicked out. I mean, of all these places, all the time. But that's what—that was the lore of it from the fans' point of view and from the youth's point of view. Is like, oh man, I mean, I heard about that show. To get, you know, it was this huge whatever, and it, it got closed down. Shit, I got to check out those guys next time they come and play. I mean, yeah, that doesn't happen anymore, and that's the unfortunate thing. Is that metal? It's more the attitude I think that's gone and left. It's just not that f you, you know, fuck you attitude anymore. It's sort of like the, let's play by the rules now attitude. And that's that's the one thing I think that is that's really missing that is hurting the genre with the youth. It's just they've got to get a little more tougher. And I think we've been paying way too much attention on the nostalgia bands who lost that, which is probably why we're trying to emulate, uh, you know, them nowadays. So like a prime example. So we'll, I, I 
Metallica's the poster child for all things uh, that I kind of despise right now with with uh, with this whole thing. And um, you know they you know they made their money and that's it. And you could clearly it's clearly shown um, that they don't they just don't give a shit. And so what you what you're left with is is what I call gatekeeping. It's these bands that tour this, with the same fucking bands over and over and over again. And I've been saying this for gosh, ten years of my radio career, just saying it over and over again. When are are, are the when's the next generation gonna get their opportunity to tour? And it just seems like again, it's gonna have to start from the ground level here, but I'm I'm kind of going leaning towards what Matt's saying is, is I'm kinda glad that that it's gonna go back to the underground and and I can't wait to see all these old fucking bands just die off. I, I'm so excited just to 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 get something fresh and new because it's the same old bullshit that we've been harping about for years. So anyway, I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts on this when you see the same fucking tours with the same fucking bands for political reasons, mainly. Yeah, and also like you like Matt was mentioning the nostalgia thing, right? So, how many bands just keep, like, okay, an example, Ozzy and Judas Priest were supposed to be touring in Europe, right? Two old bands. Like, what's going on, you know? Yeah, there, there is never going to be, Metallica's never going to let some younger band on because that younger band has that energy that they used to have and they don't want that stolen from them. Mm-hmm. They don't want to look like old dudes as these younger guys are fucking jumping around and hopping off amps and all that shit, right? Because mm-hmm. what you have to do to get noticed these days is being more insane than the last time you played. <clears throat> so that's that's not going to happen. I don't see that happening. Yeah, but it's up to the old bands, though, to to bring down the ladder. That's the whole point to all this. That's what that happened. That's what happened for them. And again, what you have now is those bands that had the ladder brought down for them. They, they're doing what's called gatekeeping. How many fucking Testament and Exodus shows? Well, yes, exactly. But how many Testament and Exodus tours do you fucking see? Jesus Christ, dude. Jesus fucking Christ. And I think the older generation is getting sick of that. Well, I think they are, you know, I'm sick of it. You know, I think I was telling you about one of the guys we, we you know, we met uh, Tanner at, at the, the Bob's thing. He was saying the same thing. Obviously, he's from up here. He was saying, "I can't go see another t- Testament Exodus day. I can't do it." You know, it's, you know, I, I listen. I, I know part of it is just the way the music business is right now. I know it's part of it. You know, part of it is obviously promoters and, and the guarantees and all that stuff. But yeah, look, they could be doing what, what? Who are they taking out? They're taking out hatred. They're taking out, and they're, of course, that's Zetro's son's band. So it's like it's nepotism. It's all over the place with especially those thrash bands here from the Bay Area. It's all nepotism. It's their kids. It's it's obviously Metallica. I mean, I, you know, I mean, like I said, we, we see all the time. We see Slipknot with Corey, Corey Taylor's, you know, and and Clown's son's band. I mean, they're part of the club, man. You know, I've been saying this for a long time. Those bands are part of the big club, you know, like George Carlin the, yeah, and you ain't in it. They're in that club. You know, Metallica and Slipknot are in that fucking club. And so I don't want to hear anybody tell me that they're not or they're – no, they, they, like I said, they are not it, – it's, it's not even so much they forgot where they came from. They obviously did, you know. It's like they don't care where they came from. And that, that's what's probably, I think, even more upsetting to me is, you know, I'm not saying, look, they got to go out and tour and take three, you know, bands out that no one's heard of before. I'm not saying that. But there's some bands that have made noise, you know, that, that do make noise here and there. And to take one or two of them out, you know, yeah, you, you, they can do that. They've got the, 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 you know, to do that for the sake of the genre. You know, they always claim Metallica to be the ambassadors of fucking metal. How are you being ambassador of metal when... You, 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 you're like, I mean, you, you're touring with freaking, you know, uh, I mean, like I said, either, either Lady Sons Gaga. Band, yeah, or, or exactly, doing, doing, teaming up with Lady Gaga and doing freaking, Pantera, you know, fucking, yeah. It's, 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 it's a joke to me, you know, they just, it, it, that's why I don't even want to, like, when I hear Metallica, it's just, you know, I, I, when people just clamor about, oh, Metallica, I can't wait to see them, blah, 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 man, I'm just, 
I just turn away and don't even take notice because I'm so, you know, um, you know, like I said, yeah, (laughs) it blows my blood. It really does, you know, and like I said, part of me sees where some of the bands are coming from. I know the business is different. I know that you've got to do things a little differently, but none of them are even talking about new bands. You know, and I understand, like, look, a lot of times, a lot of, you know, older musicians, older fans don't just don't relate to younger people. You know, that's just, that's been, I mean, that's just human nature. You know what I mean? Like someone in their fifties, it's going to be hard to relate to some young kid in his early to mid twenties musically and just in general and every, in every most facets of life. But like you said, we've, we've, they know that they've been there at one point. I mean, Metallica needed some help. They needed, you know, I mean, especially these days when, Back then, there were labels that that tons of independent labels. Uh, there was ways that independent labels and bands could make a, a career doing it, which now you can't. I mean, you barely can't. You know, I mean, you you just there's hardly any bands that make money going out and touring. And that's my thing too is I don't even think we're going to be seeing touring much after a while. You know, you're going to see probably, you know, that's going to stop. But I've been saying that. You know, I really think for young bands, what they need to do is you look at your your immediate you know region you're in and there's three or four you know cities or towns with it that have a you know decent metal scene around them you focus in like they used to do just make that your home base keep it small you know instead of thinking and dreaming big and to play the big venues and play the world just worry about your your region and being being the stars in that area because that's how it used to start for those bands they were mega in certain cities certain regions no one heard of them outside those regions but god they were huge in there and that's how they got noticed and i think it's just once again it's just got to go back to that basic old school way of just doing it for the love of music the community thing needs to be back you know i think because of politics the the middle community is so divided because of you know all the politics you've got these fucking stupid sites like metal sucks and metal injection just fanning the flames of activism left and right and it's not about music. So it's up to the young fans to get off the freaking politic train and make it about music and start coming together again in the community. I mean, no, I'm sure you guys, you know, when you grew up going to your shows, no one talked to give a shit about politics and what party you were, you were, you know, were for and everything like that. You didn't care about that stuff. You just cared about the music and having a community, having some friends and bonded over it, man. Simple as that. So do you think it's done on purpose nowadays, though? Do you, do you think it's done on purpose? Where because metal it it, it 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 promotes individuality, and I think that's really bad for the establishment. And so, <laughs> to me, this is just my thinking, and I could be completely wrong, but I'm gonna say it out there because it's my fucking show. But I I really feel that like, uh, thanks to this kind of thinking, it's it needs to kind of. I, I don't know. It needs, to, it needs to stop. I think we need to stop letting the elite control our behavior in terms of, of what shows to go to, who, what bands to see. Because all, all you're seeing on these metal sites are, are these big-name bands touring with these big-name bands. So if we ignore that and focus more only on new bands, because there are great new bands that write great songs, but it's just every we all seem to be shifting our focus and letting the 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 magazines dictate who what we listen to and that's just old bands and it it needs to stop no yes no maybe so i'm talking talking to myself here yeah yeah but i will and say this do... too this also has has a big part too and 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 maybe this is my only my opinion but but this is to me fucking irritating so when you hear all these newer bands that are coming out, we're going to use the new wave of traditional heavy metal as a as a guide. Every fucking one of those bands have this pop aspect to them. There's these one dude singing, and now all of a sudden it gets to this pre-chorus, and there's eight vocals, and it sissifies the music. It metal's supposed to be fucking dangerous supposed to be on the edge right and now all of a sudden i'm getting heavy metal and britney spears in the same band right and you're not you're not pushing that envelope that's another thing that 
happened in the early days, metal pushed an envelope, whether it was, there was always an anger about it. Politicians hated it. Parents hated it. Everybody in the world hated it, except the, the, the fans themselves, the mm -hmm. bands and the bands being fans of, of each other. Right. Sure. There were, there was competition, but it was all supportive nowadays. It's not like that at all, at all. Bands don't support other bands. There's such a wide variety of multi-genres within the main genre, right? So symphonic metal, right? I know this is going off on tangents, but certain styles I can't listen to mm -hmm. because it doesn't appeal to me. Right. But then that's the whole that's what people are looking at. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, it's supposed to. Appeal so to that's how I'm seeing it. You're not they're not they're not pushing any envelope to make that scene better, to help it grow. They're saturating every aspect of it and mm -hmm. it's suffocating itself within itself. And yeah. that's another aspect of yeah. You, you can't you can't have pop sensibilities in metal and expect metal to survive no it's now it's point. pop band now it's a pop group now you're a boy band right mm -hmm. well it just be a boy yeah, band yeah I, uh, I i disagree i disagree with that point and here's why because the 1980s because 1980s that was all the bands that you're talking about they were literally pop bands playing rock. That's literally so, and those bands are still relevant today. So I, I guess they weren't multi-layering vocals like that. That yeah, was I, that was Cyndi Lauper. That was Madonna. That was Wham. That was Culture Club. Those kind of bands did that, not metal, right? All of a sudden, it just became acceptable to who? Yeah, look, why? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. See, I agree with Shannon because, you know, the A's bands, I mean, yeah, you could say, of course, they had some, there was some pop in, in I would say more of the marketing, how they, and maybe they, yeah, they didn't play the super type of heavy metal. But remember, that stuff was sleazy, man. That was all about, you know, partying and fucking and, and everything. Yeah. So it wasn't like you could say it was pop, but it pushed it once again, it pushed the envelope, it pushed those boundaries. You know, it was dangerous. I mean, Guns N' Roses, Motley Crue, even though you, we might think, oh, it's cheesy stuff, that was still, I was pushing envelope in terms of lyrically and what they represented. I mean, you know, that was all about, you know, decadence and excess. You know, mm -hmm. where now, there's not, I mean, like you said, it, it, what are they singing about? You're singing about Who knows? Trump or Biden or whatever. I mean, like, it's like, I mean, they're singing about whatever they see on TV. They're not singing about like what's really going on in their lives. I mean, what you know? What, again, if they, I mean, it's just different, you know, with, with the social media with these kids. And I think that's part of the, the disconnect is just that these these kids are just growing up so differently than a lot of the older heads. You know, in terms of like just social media itself, that it alone, and how people socialize. Remember, remember back in the day when you were a young metal fan and you're going to a show. I mean. You weren't sitting there on your on your phone and and you know communicating with people that way. You had to get your ass up off the freaking couch, go to that show, start talking to some people at the show. You know, I mean, you had to go to the record stores and you met people that way. That's how you communicate. It was face to face communication. You know, these days you you have like you know you have these online these virtual scenes. You know, and that's how most a lot of people meet that way. And I think it's fine. It's convenient stuff. But once again, it's it's. A lot of people just don't want to take it a step further. They'd rather just sit there on their phone and communicate with people or do things just this way. They don't. They don't want to get out, and and you know, and like you said, and they're not pushing the envelope because exactly they're they're, you know, they're they're just they're too afraid. These these kids these days, you know, what I mean, they don't have the, the, the I guess the guts to push the envelope and to tell the like, you know, the elites and the whoever's to go you know go fuck themselves. There's no more D Snyder's, you know, with the whole PMR, you know, PMRC stuff. Not that that was a big deal anyway, but once again, it was at least drawing. Once again, remember when they, when they put the whole explicit lyric stickers on the CDs? You know, I thought they came with this great thing. Well, that just that actually made that sell even more. 
And that's the thing because people want that. People are dying for that. I think most most metal fans. I'm. I can't wait to see some young metal band come out balls to wall, telling every politician to go screw themselves, telling every web uh, zine or everything online that they suck because they're not focused on music, that they're focused on activism. I want to see bands have a scene that they come out and start getting loud. Now the thing is, what they the think is they're afraid to do it now because they're afraid of what's going to happen. They're going to get canceled, right? They're going to get censored. So they don't have a voice that way. So that's the thing is everyone's voice now is now through this. It's not out there. And mm -hmm. so that's the difference, too. You can control the voice in you. And that's why you not know, to get into government politics stuff, but that's why they want it that way so they can control it. But it's not done out there. It this only people only go to this out here, but it starts through this before they go to that. And so I think that is the main issue. You know, it's just that. People are afraid because they don't want to get canceled. They don't want to get their Facebook and Twitter and Instagram shut down and their YouTube channel shut down and shadow banned. And it does happen. So they have to toe the line or if they say nothing. And the ones that say quiet, you know, they say nothing. But then, of course, you've got all those other bands who were all for that now running the show. And no one can, no one can retort. No one can go back at them. You can't spew facts and, and you can't debate them because they won't let it happen online. They'll just cancel you and censor you. So... It's you know it's it's a difficult place too you know I mean one thing is we got we got to give these young these younger kids it, it, it's it's tougher than what we dealt with than what they're going through now there's nothing that we've ever known I think we also need uh, other publication companies to replace uh, the metal sucks of the world and, and not take corporate money so we need we need to all figure there needs to be there there need there has to be a way to fucking do this to where you could. Have a publication company that is that is supported by the masses that's not owned by fucking corporate money, and that's where everything gets gets screwed up. And so you're seeing a result of that as well. People are afraid to talk. Fuck those people. You know what I mean? It's it's it, it it's the whole thing of that. All these publication companies get their money from the same people, and they're controlled that way to where they don't allow other alternative. Uh, voices to be heard by the masses because the elite, yeah, it's it's done on purpose, and I think people need to fucking wake up. Yeah, I mean, look, it's um, it's it, that's easier said than done, though, right? I mean, you're right. The money is 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 not given to anyone who's going to tell establishment or whatever go fuck themselves. No, it's going to be like we'll give you money if you stay. You know, you 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 walk the line, you toe the line, and you're going to be all right. But if you don't, we're going to cancel. You're going to be censored and canceled. And so people are just, it's, once again, it's the fear, you know. But once again, like we've said about metal, metal used to be fearless. That was the whole point of it. Now, not so much. Then the ones who are fearless are the ones who are just obviously echoing what the people with the money want to get. Throw, throw at them. Like you said, I mean, if you look at all, I mean, I'll just tell you this, you know, just from my, you know, doing the skull sessions and, and, and seeing you know, some of the people that were, you know, connected with Bob and seeing some of the things he'd shown me. Most of these people in this industry, man, are, are, are that that's the way they are. You know, they're all about the censoring. They're all about that stuff. And they're the ones that are, that are obviously they've been, they've been in the scene. I mean, it's, it's, it's so much, so many of them. It's, it's, it's almost like there's very rare that aren't any, you know, I mean, it's very rare that there's anybody that isn't. And so, it's a it's a wall to break through, you know. It's just it's just gonna come from. You know, it's gonna probably gonna come. It's gonna come from like a band or two, that's got already some notoriety, that's doing pretty well, that comes out and says, you know what, we're willing to sacrifice our record deal or whatever it is to take a stand here and to say, you know what, no f you all. You know what I mean? We're standing up for this. You know, you've had you've, you remember you've had a couple of uh, during the pandemic. You had some musicians, like established musicians, that sort of kind of did that. And what did they have to do? They went up coming back and apologizing and walking back because their lawyers and all their managers and all their people, their handlers, are like, "Yo, dude, what are you doing? You commit commit career suicide right now if you don't go out there and you don't apologize for that." You know what I mean? Because they're going to censure you and cancel you. And there's no one big enough that's got the balls to do it. The only people you got doing it. Are, are older, you know, some of the older musicians that, you know, they're okay anyway. They're fine. They don't need to, they're not really losing anything. Everyone knows they already like that by that point, you know, whether it's a Ted Nugent or something, you know, whoever it is that's a little against the grain, you know what I mean? That, you know, that, or, you know, or for the other side, it could be whoever. But bottom line is you, you, you need people with some status to stand up and be the voice of it. But once again, are they willing to do it? Are you, you going to get four or five guys to agree on that? Probably not. You, you might get one or two. 
but four or five guys to say, you know what, we're going to sacrifice our career for the betterment of the young crowd of musicians and, and metal, they're not going to do that. And that's why you're seeing all the nepotism. I mean, bottom line. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think this is a good place to stop, man. That's 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 a fair point. And hopefully hopefully things change, man. Hope I, I, I really hope they do. And it it's, uh, you know, it, until then, we're going to keep doing our thing and keep promoting new bands and just having fun while we're still while we're still here, you know, living on Earth is all. All we can do is control our our inner circle, and hopefully that grows and spawns, you know, that seed to the next, you know, plant to 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 grow the tree, and and then a forest after that. So we'll see. Yeah, like you said, even if it's even if we just got a a whole row of a park of trees, man, you know, for for metal, I'm okay with that. You know, I've I've just come to the point where it's like, you know what. I'm accepting certain things the way they are. I, like you said, do our best to, to to see if we can push our do our part to push the the boundaries and the envelope a little farther. And then that's all we can do. It's all like you said. It's all we can control. But the key word is, is to have fun, like you said, while we can, while we're doing it. And I think you know, I mean, it's great. I mean, you're still doing your stuff. Tanner and Shannon's getting ready to go, you know, out with Avenger Blood. I mean, that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? And and just keep doing it and have fun with it. And that's really it. Yeah, exactly. And at bottom line, if you ain't having fun, you ain't doing it right. So, and what's 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 nice is you can shift your focus instead of getting mad at at what is is essentially the inevitable for the genre. We can shift our focus on other aspects within our own lives. So that's what we do. But uh, Matt, thank you so much again for coming on. I really do appreciate a moment of your time, and hopefully we can do, you know, more and more of these. I just it's always it's always like a battle here, going you know, going up against one another with our points. It's a friendly battle. It's a friendly yeah. you know, uh, bantering and uh, you know, good discussions. Like I said, it's it's yeah. Thank you guys for like, once again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. and it was nice t- to meet you formally in person. Yes, that yeah. was that was <laughs> nice. To- <laughs> so no more no more forty dollar parking, but uh, it was nice to see you at uh, at Bob's uh, Bob's memorial service. Now where where. What do you have coming up for for shockwaves or or aftershocks that you're getting ready to 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 do for for the? Can we even mention the Bob Nobandian tribute? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It's already out there. Yeah, so we're doing Skull Session Salute. It's it's basically a series that um, I'm doing. I mean, uh, Chris Aiken is going to be doing some of the interviews with me as well. Um, and we're just we're talking to a lot of the you know uh the guys from from the 80s from the la uh you know metal scene the metal blades you know not not the hair metal scene obviously but the metal scene um where it all started we're, you know they're obviously all of uh, bob's you know inner circle his buddies from years uh we're doing interviews just talking about bob talking about the old days um uh, from the 80s and just how all that stuff spawned and how it just grew and you know it's great just to hear you know these guys talk about their stories you know obviously about bob and how important he was but just in general, you know, kind of like a little bit we were talking about today, just how the scene grew and how it became what it what it, what it eventually became, you know. Um, and uh, so, yeah, Skull Session Salute. We had David Elvis on, on already last week. Uh, this coming week, we've got John Gallagher from Raven. He's gonna uh, he's our next one up. Um, like I said, we've talked to a bunch of other people, like Brian Slagle and um, you know uh, some of some of the uh, some of Bob's friends who've been in the music business that people might not know of yet, but um you know there's gonna be a bunch of interviews with with um some of the musicians and some of the players that were in that scene and that's going to be a series that we're doing and once that's finished we're going to release a tribute official tribute video to bob um that all these people all these important figures uh they give their sort of you know they talk a little bit about him and how important he was and you know as as people who don't know bob nobandy i mean he was just a -a one-of-a-kind individual who did so much for that scene and um you know and just as a person he was just an uh, amazing individual just as a person so um we're just trying to keep his legacy alive we're going to be putting up a an archive channel that has all his not just the skull sessions but the the, the episodes we do we're gonna have his tribute up there we're gonna have his t radio v's up there as well just have one stop spots for anybody that wants to go check out old bob's work because he really was such a, a amazing historian too of of the genre um going back to its infancy um you know obviously all you got to do is take a look at those documentaries you put out and you know 
that'll show you everything that he knows. He was a walking encyclopedia. So yeah, so we got that going on, and um, you know that'll that, you know, hopefully that video, the tribute video, should should be out early spring. Now, are you going to also put up the old uh, Road Runner um, skull sessions that I because I have not yep. heard of these? So I oh I, yeah, okay, yeah. Well, so we're going to re-release each one. I'm going to I'm going to do that. We're all going to probably put one up each week. Uh, there was a bunch of those. I forget how many exactly there were. Those seventy or eighty of those. So um, yeah, wow. so those are great ones. Just hearing those old stories. Obviously, it's pretty old school with the Road Runner <laughs> record thing on there and. Uh, you know, just the, the audio was very shitty, and you know, it was, I guess this is 2007, so you know, obviously the technology wasn't, you know, as good back then. But you know, some real big names on those on those ones too, um, and uh, it's just great stories. You know, just hearing about those days, like I said, it just it it almost gets you a little kind of down when you when you hear them, and then you think of what's going on today because it was just so so exciting and organic, and just such this this new thing. That all these guys rallied around, and like I said, there was just great camaraderie with all of them, and so there's just uh, it's great to listen to those. Just to, you know, if you some piece of history of really of metal history and hard rock history from the late '70s and early '80s, man, those those skull sessions say it all. So, so yeah, we'll be reposting those in early spring as well, doing about one a week as well. Yeah, Shannon, what do you have coming up, man? Let's 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 hear what uh, Avenger Blood is is cooking. I'm just working on new songs and new recordings. Keeping ourselves busy. And any That's shows? About it. Just uh, just the one that uh, the Blades of Steel Three Metal Fest in Madison, Wisconsin, with some really really killer bands: Flotsam and Jetsam, Exciter, Artillery, Blind Illusion. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about it. Really That's stoked. Great lineup. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. This is a great place to stop. I want to thank you both for coming on. And again, we'll do this many more times. But for another episode of Poppet's Corner, guys, we're out of here. Cheers. <laughs>